Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God, it's picked off at the goal line. Welcome to Goal Line Gab with Luke Brown and Joe Mackey. No, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down. Teams have torn this boy apart Like a neon dream It just don't know me The bars in this guitar And long neck eyes What's going on everybody and welcome to Goal Line Gab episode number 6 We are live I'm your host Luke Brown alongside your other host Joe Becky. It is June 8th, as we record this, you'll be hearing this at June 9th or potentially later than that. Um, but we're excited because there is news in the NFL, there's news in the NBA, there's news in the NHL, college baseball, there's there's things going on all over the place, um, and that's what we like to see. Uh, as we finished up last week, we talked about last year at this time, how there was literally nothing going on. Uh, so we're happy that there's at least things going on in every sport. So we're, pr- uh, we're pretty excited. Joe, how you doing? You are just hours away from going to see the Orioles play the Mets, I believe. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Not only that, but I'm excited for a great episode today. Plenty of plenty going on in the world of sports. Um, it's a good time to be a sports fan, for sure. Yeah, always is, unless it was last year. Um, but yeah, let's start off with, um, why don't we start off with uh, NBA playoffs? Because, as I said to Joe right before the episode, uh, I don't feel like there's been a ton going on in the NBA playoffs. Um, but I mean, it's it, they're happening. Um, Bucks and Nets, Brooklyn is up 2-0 on the Milwaukee Bucks. That happened last night. The Suns took game one against the Nuggets, uh, and both teams, the both winning teams, uh, scored over 121 points, uh, or I should probably just say 120. The Nets scoring 125 and the Suns scoring 122, uh, so very high scoring uh, events in, in both of those games. Uh, Giannis with 18, but Kevin Durant with 32, and Jay Williams said this morning, uh, still, well, I mean, it is one game, but, uh, Jay Williams this morning said that Kevin Durant doesn't even compare to Giannis Antetokounmpo. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I completely actually agree with that statement. Really? Kate. Yeah, I, mean, I saw him cross over uh, Giannis, and I turned on the game, and that was the play that happened right when I turned it on. And I was like, whoa. And the shots that KD makes doesn't compare to the shots that Giannis can make. I mean, it's just KD is a more complete player than Giannis. Giannis might be more powerful and, you know, be able to make these crazy dunks and, you know, all of that, but... Overall, KD can shoot the threes. He can make his free throws, unlike Giannis sometimes. Um, and Giannis can't make threes that well. KD can. Um, KD can drive. His the um, the way he moves for his size is absolutely incredible. So yeah, I definitely think KD is better. 
Okay, so you completely disagree with Jay Williams, because Jay Williams said that Kevin Durant doesn't compare to Giannis. I, at okay. least I think that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I disagree. I got to okay. turn the around accidentally. But uh, I disagree. Yeah, I would, I would disagree with him, too. Uh, I, I, I think it was on Get Up that he said this, um, and I don't watch Get Up uh, very often. I mean, I kind of do... Uh, on NFL because they have some good NFL guys. Uh, some are bad, some are good. NBA on ESPN is a complete joke, so I really don't watch a lot of Jay Williams' stuff. But I, yeah, I completely disagree. Uh, even like particularly if he was talking about careers, because KD has been in the league for so much longer, and like I mean, Kevin. There's an argument to be made that Kevin Durant could be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA players. I, I mean, there's an argument there. I don't know if I agree with it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I disagree with Jay Williams as well. Uh, I mean, that's no knock on Giannis because, I mean, there's not a lot of guys out there that are the height and weight of a power, of a power forward but can still run point. I mean, Giannis is really good, but he, he just he's not on KD's level yet. So... Yeah, I, I also disagree. Um, tonight, and obviously the listeners will know the uh, scores and results of these games, but we do not yet. Hawks and Sixers, uh, Atlanta interestingly took game one against your Sixers. Uh, in Philadelphia, I'm going Sixers in six. I originally had Sixers in five, but I think Sixers in six could work. Um uh, yeah, that would, I think that would make sense, Sixers and Six. So, I mean, theoretically, they could still give up tonight's game, which I don't think they will, because uh, it's, again, in Philadelphia. And I think that they just rebound. I think that everybody has off nights uh, Sunday night. So, was for Philly, uh, I think, or Sunday afternoon it was. Uh, but Joel Embiid wasn't in for as long, and I wouldn't say that Joel Embiid will have will play the entire game, but I think he'll have more than however many minutes he had. Or did he go, did he come back in? On Saturday or Sunday, rather. Sunday. He played. Oh, yeah, he ended with 38 minutes. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, because so I, was, I was at a volunteer event during the game, but then one of my friends had it on their phone during a break thing. And at that point, he had like nine minutes, and they were heading into halftime, where they were just getting slaughtered at that point. And I honestly, towards the end of the game, I was like, "Are the are is Philly like gonna come back? Like, are they gonna win this, win this basketball game?" And they did not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I did not know that Embiid got that many minutes. So, I mean, maybe if he got thirty eight, then I guess he will probably be playing pretty much the majority to all of the game, uh, which would definitely help Philly. Uh, also on Sunday, uh, Game 7 between the Clippers and Mavericks, Luka Magic with absolute magic. I mean, it was this was a crazy playoffs for Luka Doncic. He had 46 points in a Game 7, and it still wasn't enough. And th- this is the crazy part. If you go to the box score, you see... 18 points, 11 points, 14 points, 16 points, and then 46 from Luka. That's crazy. Crazy stuff. Uh, 
And then, I mean, they got six points from the bench. Six total. I mean... That's not order of what Luka got in that game. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and then you look at the assists. Two, one, three, one, fourteen. And then rebounds, he didn't lead in rebounds. Uh, Boban had ten, so... Uh, but he had seven. Uh, Porzingis had eleven. So they actually did pretty well rebounding, because uh, I think it's Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah, is that yeah Dorian Finney Smith? He also had ten. So they they did do well in uh, rebounding, but I mean the other two statistical categories that are huge. I mean he just blew his teammates out of the water. So, uh, but I'm excited. I I feel like if they get somebody else in Dallas. Um, I was a long-time supporter of Giannis going to Dallas. I thought that would have been crazy, and they definitely would not be out of the playoffs right now if he was on Dallas, because uh, they took the Clippers to a Game 7, and, I mean, that that was an interesting series to see what happens and see what plays out, but uh, the Clippers survive and prosper, so... Uh, we go to tonight's also uh, Tuesday night game, Clippers and Jazz. Uh, and this is obviously who the Mavericks would have faced uh, here. So the Jazz, they're the number one seed in the West, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, Kawhi has been Kawhi has been interesting. Um, he is leading the team in points at twenty four point eight. So. But I mean, the interesting thing here is that the as that uh, the Clippers and th- this Clippers team, I mean Kawhi Leonard won a playoff series in Staples Center before LeBron James, which obviously LeBron was in the bubble last year. But but the uh, playoff P Paul George won a playoff series in the Staples Center before LeBron James. Um, but this will be an interesting series too. I mean, it will be. I I think it could go seven games potentially. I think it could too. Also, yeah. I think it really depends. I mean, the Jazz have the home home court advantage for the first two games, but then they go back to to LA. I mean, it it'll be an interesting series to to see. For sure, absolutely. I think uh, people are kind of underestimating also the Clippers in that series. Two teams that people may be underestimating, the Clippers and the Hawks, two of those teams. Like, as a Sixers fan right now, I'm not confident that we're going to win the series based on the game on Sunday. Um, we need a better game plan defensively. Offensively, it's okay, but we need to wake up um, definitely defensively um, if we want to win the series for sure. Yeah, I mean, the the Sixers, I think they just – they have to stop Trey Young, um, and they have to limit the fouls because I mean you see game in and game out Trey Young going to the like dribbling up to the free throw line, backing into somebody, shooting and then drawing the shooting foul and then just staying at the line and shooting from there with no defense on him as a foul shot. So they've got to do that. They've they've got to just completely stop Trey Young. Uh, but I do th- I I ultimately yeah I think the Sixers. Actually, let's just go through all, all of our series predictions. Okay, so Tuesday was, or no, Sunday was the start of round two, right? 
Yeah, it was. No, okay, Saturday was. So, Bucks, Nets. Oh, yeah. Who do you have for Bucks, Nets? Nets. Nets are going to sweep them. Sweep? Yeah. I'm going to go Nets in five. I think the Bucks get at least one game. Yeah, that's a probably the better pick, safer pick for sure. But right. And then I already said Sixers and Sixers and six. Who do you have for that? I mean, you said you're not confident in the Sixers yeah, yet, but at all. But you know, if I was in the Sixers, I'd be saying this. But I'm gonna say Sixers and seven. Okay, that's that's respectable. Um, and I mean, I'm a Philly sports hater, and I and I have them doing better than you do. So that's a very respectable take. Uh, all right, so. Bucks, Nets, we gave that. Uh, Nuggets, Suns. Suns took game one, so they're up 1-0. And Suns is my pick. Uh, yes, yeah, I agree with you. The Nuggets are good, but the Suns are just better, and I really want CP3 to get the ring. Yeah, I'm going to go Suns sweep. Bring out the whole broomstick. I'm going to go Suns and six. Okay. Um, Clips, Jazz. Uh, that's game one tonight at 10 o'clock. I'm going to go Jazz in, I'm going to agree with you, in seven. I like that pick. I mean, I think either team could go in seven. But I think, for now, is the Jazz. Going Wait, did I say Clips in seven or Jazz in seven? You said I'm Jazz, thinking. but I, okay, yeah, I yeah. feel like either team could go in seven. Yeah, all right, so that is round two. Uh, so my conference finals will be Suns and Jazz. Uh, for the West and East, uh, Sixers and Nets. So that's what I had originally um, when the bracket came out. So I feel like I'm doing not too shabby. Yeah, not at all. All right, so that is NBA playoffs. Uh, let's go to the other playoffs happening. And I'm not talking about the NHL. I'm talking about something that's gotten an enormous amount of hype recently. Uh NCAA baseball has been hot in the streets. Uh, uh, we have to wait till Friday for more games, which we get a lot of games on Saturday. Uh, Friday, we have ECU and Vanderbilt at 12, Stanford and Texas Tech at 3, NC State and Arkansas at 6, and Mississippi State and Arizona at 9. Uh, today, we had, in 10 innings, uh, unranked Virginia, who has... Won the title recently, uh, it wasn't too long ago at least, uh, against Old Dominion, who's also from Virginia, so I don't know if that's a rivalry or not. In the Columbia Regional, it was an elimination game and Virginia won. Uh, yesterday, there was a ton of games, uh, but college baseball has just been very hot in the streets right now. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, it's I been think... skyrocketing. I wouldn't be surprised if the ratings for college baseball are higher than some of the NBA playoff games. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it seems like the South has just been crazy about college baseball. Absolutely. I know Mississippi State's or Mississippi State and Ole Miss are big. Um, I forget there was like four elimination games in the SEC yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and everybody won. I, I think Arkansas beat Nebraska. Yeah, Arkansas won, LSU won, Ole Miss won, and Mississippi State won, all yeah. in elimination games. How about that? Yeah. Uh, SEC softball has been great. Uh, Alabama's out, though. So it is now the World Series. 
in uh, softball, Florida State and Oklahoma. Uh, is Florida State in the SEC or the ACC? Uh, I believe they're in the ACC. Yeah, you're right. It's Florida in the SEC. So yeah, yeah. no SEC anymore. Oklahoma's either one or two seeded. Uh, but Alabama had this crazy pitcher, uh, Montana Fouch, who threw a perfect game on her 21st birthday. That's crazy. That's yeah. not good either. What, do you, what was that last part? It's not, it's not. It's definitely not easy to do. No, it's it's very hard to do. Uh, and I mean, there's been quite a few no hitters in the MLB, which we'll get to uh, a little bit about that in a, in a couple segments. Uh, but I mean, it's it's very hard to throw a perfect game, and she did it. And I mean, I apparently she's one of the best in college softball right now. Uh, so I mean, college softball pitchers are like if you're, like if if everybody pretty much knows who you are, then you then like you're definitely gonna have an insane career like that. Like I feel like that's just how it's been in yeah. college yeah. softball. Um, pitching there's just like the people that everybody kind of knows a little bit about, and that that's probably gonna be Montana Fouts if it's not already. So. Yeah, I also yeah, saw this one picture on James Madison University. I forget what the number was, but she pitched apparently in the span of a couple days, 1,000-something pitches, which is crazy. I forget her name. I forget all you know, like exact things, but James Madison softball pitcher, I'm sure it'll definitely come up, but it was crazy what I read. JMU actually lost yesterday, and they mean – J- James Madison University isn't like I've heard of it because I know a couple people who've gone there, um, and I mean they had a crazy story about a football player like a couple years ago that was kind of big and I mean they're kind of big in the FCS world for football but JMU does not compare to like Al- well like the other three teams that were in the Final Four Oklahoma right. Florida State and Alabama. And they got there, and they lost 7-1 yesterday. So they, I mean, it was versus the, I forget whether they were the number number one or number two best team in the country. So props to JMU for a great postseason and probably a great regular season. Um, but yeah, then we have the College World Series uh, happening tonight. But we're pretty far from that in college baseball. It'll happen uh, even up to June 14th, we're still in Super Regionals. So uh, yeah. we'll have college baseball around for a little while, which I'm perfectly accepting of. So yeah. <laughs> uh, in the NHL, Lightning and Hurricanes tonight, 630. Uh, but when you guys are watching this, you'll be seeing Bruins Islanders, uh, which I've been invested in because of the streams on Barstool.com. Because uh, they've been incredible. I don't know if you've really seen much about that, Joe. Oh yeah, I have. It's 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 crazy the amount of people that are in there. Not just the amount of people. Like, I love like that. It looks like thousands, but it's like plenty of Bruins fans. All Bruins fans, and then like one Islanders fan, and like the Islanders. Yeah, the they'll be back in New York tonight, though, at Borelli's. Uh, so it'll kind of be the opposite. There'll be a couple yeah. Bruins fans, and then. A ton of Islands fans, Islanders fans. So that those have been great to watch. Um, 
let's get into Julio Jones. Big news. Uh, Julio signed or was traded to the Tennessee Titans. And this offense, oh my god. It's going to be a menace. I mean, it's it's incredible the amount of, yeah, the offense on the team. But I do worry about their defense still. I still do. Yeah, if they still had Jadavian Clowney, uh, that would be crazy because Clowney's now a Brown. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is – I mean, the defense is going to need a touch-up. Uh, I don't know where that's going to come from, but maybe – Maybe this season they kind of take it a little bit more easy and then they get some defense next year through free agency in the draft. Um, well, I'm sure they're not going to have the mentality of taking it easy. They're trying to win the championship. But yeah, um, they have a crazy, crazy offense. I mean, I don't even know. They have the best running back in the game. Arguably the best wide receiver in the game. And now... In my, at least in my opinion, at least a top seven quarterback who has the potential to win MVP this season. Now, and AJ Brown, who has a lot of potential to be one of the best wide receivers as well. So, two of the best wide receivers, by far the best running back, and one of the most top, one of the best quarterbacks in the league as well. Yeah, I mean, and uh, did you see today that Julio is not going to be wearing eleven anymore? He's going to probably go to eight is what is kind of being rumored. That's going to uh, uh, take a lot of getting used to. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen a ton of Falcons games in my, honestly, pretty much my life because they are never on unless it was that one season where, where uh, they went to the Super Bowl and choked a 28-3 lead. Somehow choked a 28-3 lead. Um... Uh, but, I mean, I haven't seen a ton, so it, it'll take less getting used to for me. But uh, I guess A.J. Brown offered it to him, and he said no, so. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. Yeah, I can believe that, too, because Julio's never, ever been a diva. Like, right, right, exactly. So, and he also didn't know he was on TV, by the way. Yeah, that's um, what he said, which yeah. I've been saying the whole time. Yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting how things work, but I didn't, you know, when I heard that he wants to go to a contender, I didn't, like, think that he was, like, actually going to get traded, but now that he's a Titan, you know, a re- reality, and it's crazy to think about, and I, I can't, I still can't picture him in a Falcon, or, excuse me, a Titans uniform, but it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's, that so that, that's going to get used to. Um, hopefully people are starting to get used to it because they looked at our podcast cover for today because I got a picture of Julio in a Titans uniform on the cover instead of uh, a Falcons. I put that on the right. podcast uh, thumbnail for today. So, uh, that's Julio. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is skipping the OTAs, I think it is. Is he? Is it OTAs? Yeah, I think it's like required practice, and I think that yeah. if he doesn't show up, he's going to get fined $100,000. I knew this was coming because... Um, I read an article a while back that was saying like that he's gonna be on Kenny Maine's last Sports Center, um, and he's gonna like interview with Kenny Maine two weeks prior to a mandatory uh, mini camp, is what it is. 
uh, that starts two weeks later, um, and I was like, oh, okay, so if it's a mandatory minicamp, that's when things are going to go down. Right. Um, and I mean, he could probably afford the fine, but like, why would you want to pay the fine? So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen there, uh, but that's been an interesting storyline to follow this off season. Uh, and it's been like a month and a half that we've kind of known this now, but just not a ton is happening with it. Um, so, I mean, he might get traded. He might not. I mean, I have, I'm just so clueless at this point. Like, nobody has any scoops anymore. Like, Schefter kind of said it was a combination of information. Well, was it? Or, like... I don't really think it was right for him to report that if he didn't have direct leaks. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and finish. Yeah, no, that's really always. Go ahead. All right, yeah, thanks. I was going to just say that all all I think that is going on is Aaron Rodgers wants to get traded, and the Packers just, like, can't accept the fact that, you know, he's been there quarterback so long. They, They just don't want to trade him. I think that's all it is, but... That that's like obviously simple and easy and obvious answer, but I think I think that's all it is. I think that that definitely could be the case. Is just like, but then why would they draft Jordan Love? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean they have made zero sense in the draft for quite some time. So maybe that is what's going on, but who knows? Um, I want to get into some MLB, um, and we've got. A little bit of a case right now with the MLB. They're trying to, like, crack down on doctoring baseballs and using foreign substances because I feel like the kind of MLB kind of has realized... Or actually, first, how much have you seen on this story? I mean, I've seen enough. I'm watching, you know, MLB Network and stuff like that about it. So I know, you know, enough about it. Yeah, I watched a little bit of MLB Network when they were talking about it, but I watched a YouTube video, which honestly I think is worthy of me linking in the description because everybody that wants to know more about this story because I'm probably not going to do the best job explaining it needs to watch that. It's it's from a YouTube account called Baseball Doesn't Exist. Um, don't re- I guess it's just kind of a humor name, uh, but they've got fantastic videos uh, and they made one recently about this whole fiasco. Uh, so I think the MLB has realized that strikeouts are pretty much at an all-time high. Uh, I mean, no hitters have been insane. I mean, we haven't had one, I think, since Corey Kluber is what the, the last one that we had. But, I mean, we've lived in a world where there's been two no hitters in two days. I mean, so six so far, I think, is what we're at. Uh, which is crazy, and we're only in June, so, or early June, uh, so who knows uh, what's going to happen, like, there's players that are saying that they have, like, direct evidence that half the pitchers are cheating, uh, I mean, there's evidence that that Trevor, Trevor Bauer got signed to the Dodgers just so that they could get his special formula, which he has admitted to knowing what a for, like a certain formula where they have like melted down coke that's on the baseball and like they're using like sticky stuff and sometimes like for a while hitters have 
not really minded this the sticky stuff because it makes the game uh less dangerous for for them to be able to get hit by a pitch but this year that hasn't been the case because the spin rate is so high that it, they just have less control and that's really the the big thing is the spin rate uh in that video i learned that trevor bauer uh has kind of he before he was like saying pretty much to simplify it uh he he said to the MLB like these guys are like like there's a lot of cheating going on are you gonna do anything about it and the MLB was like trying to keep it under the rug and then he was just like okay I'm gonna do it too and now they're cracking down on it uh, so Bauer pretty much a lot of people know that he's kind of been very involved in this uh, and his spin rate went up like 600 RPMs in one in one off season. And when he went to the Reds from the Indians, his teammates' RPMs went up like 300 after he joined. Um, and his RPMs uh, on his spin rate, uh, there's like a there's like a graph that's it, on the y-axis. It has miles per hour on your uh, four-seam fastball, and then on the x-axis, it's RPMs. And I think the the miles per hour went up to like a hundred and like ten or something, so that's on the chart, um, and that's just where the graph like ends. And then the RPMs uh, on the other side, they went up to like a thousand, like five hundred. His RPM is literally off the chart. Like his his number combined with his four seam fastball, it's literally not on the chart. So uh, that's just a little bit of the the evidence and digging up that I was able to do on it, but I'll link that video in the description for anybody because I think it's like 14 minutes, but it's fantastic. Yeah, that is, it's interesting. I mean, it very much could be a matter of Trevor Bauer cheating. It very much could be the Reds are just really good this year, which is, or excuse me, the Dodgers are very good this year, which I think is very doubtful. But, you know, I mean, I think a lot of these guys, I hate to say it, but as you know, some people know, um, including myself, but don't want to accept that you know a lot of these guys unfortunately are cheating. You know they have like these foreign substances in their gloves or uh, you know pines are or Vaseline. You know Vaseline can make the ball move in a way that just like pines are, but it's a little different. So you can put like I saw Liam Hendricks looked like he had Vaseline in his hair and he kept taking his hat off, touching his hair, then touching the ball. Um, so you never know. They, these guys could be, you know, putting stuff on the ball. And you remember, like, the first instance that it was back a couple years ago with Michael Pineda. He had that pint on his neck. And then... Michael it, Pineda got caught, like, four times in one season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had it on the back of his neck, like, three times and just thought he would get away with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was crazy. But, you know, not much happened after that you know we didn't really hear about you know speculation or guys really like digging in deep and saying oh yes a foreign substance on his arm or shoulder or glove or in his hair whatever it is but now it's really picking up and you can see you know videos of guys just going in their glove touching their whatever it is the ball moves just like that. i don't understand some of these guys literally have stuff right on the brim of their cap and it's so obvious to see and nobody says anything about it it amazes me. Yeah, some of it has been 
very obvious. Um, and I mean, MLB, if they're going to crack down on this, I think it'll be towards the off season that they'll actually make any rulings or change any rules, really. But, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what Manfred does with this because, I mean, he can't seem to do anything right. So if he makes the wrong decision here, like, how can how can he become more hated? But, like, he definitely will because if he makes the wrong move, people aren't just going to be like, oh, that's Manfred. I mean, you know? yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, that's... I feel like they're just not going to be like, oh, yep, that's just Rob Manfred. Like, he always does the wrong thing. When really, like, that's not what people are going to say. They're just going to be like, like... They're going to be outraged if, if he does the wrong thing. And, and honestly, it's a lose-lose for him because if if they really crack down on it and, like, suspend players, then people will make, I would say, a, de- a valid, decently fair point of, like, okay, they got banned for, or they got suspended for foreign substances, but then when the Astros set up a elaborate camera system, no players get suspended. That's what some people will say. If they don't make any suspensions, then owners of pretty much every team, because every team's doing it. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's obvious. Every team, pretty much every team's doing it. I know that the Yankees are doing it. I I'm not gonna be like insanely shocked when I find out that Garrett Cole's been using, been doctoring balls. You know. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was just going to say saying about Manfred. You know, I feel like he can't make the right decisions be decision on this because no matter what, some people are going to hate him. No matter what, some people are going to like the decision. No matter what, some people are not going to like it. So you really can't go one way or another without getting, you know, hate or being right or wrong. But, you know, right or wrong to me is just checking these players, making sure that they don't have the substance, which is going to be hard to do. But, I mean, how hard is it to follow the rules? It's, it's really not that hard. Yeah, I think that if if they make any rulings and if names come out of their mouths, like, of who's doing it and who's crossing the line, then whoever is not on that list and has been pitching at the same level as them, if there is somebody that is playing clean uh, and is a superstar or even just a star, um, then that'll be one of my new favorite guys because, I mean, it it doesn't even matter which team he's on as long as he's not on the Astros. Um, I think that anybody who's playing right is is playing right and, and and that's that and they should get a lot of credit for it because if you're able to be at the same level as those guys, but still not eat, but not even like do what everybody else is doing, and make the right choice. Then, then that's how you play. That's how the, how baseball should be played. Um, but cheating's gonna be in every sport, every time, everywhere. But I mean, you get you just gotta choose to ignore it and and still, cause if you if you think about it too much and if you if you overthink it as a fan, you'll never like sports again. Because you'll just eventually you'll see no point in it. But I I just choose to ignore a lot of it. Um, but then the last thing that I wanted to do before we wrap up is actually something that came out today. Um, college football playoffs. Let me get back to the post that I saw earlier. 
Oh yeah, I saw that. College football playoff news, and everybody should be excited about this. So this is from uh, Saturday Down South on Instagram. They posted this via Pete Thamel or Thamel uh, of Yahoo Sports. College football playoff expansion meetings upcoming with a 12-team format as a favored outcome among decision makers. Let's go. If this happens, I will be so happy, Joe. Yeah, I think we all would be happy. I think it gives every team a better chance at making it. I mean, obviously it does, but, you know, Auburn, Penn State, all of these teams, you know, who barely missed it last year. Texas A&M would have made it. Like, this is exciting stuff. I don't think it'll get done because I, I just I just don't want to see it happening. I just see the college football playoff keeping it at four teams. I don't know why, but I just see it happening. I feel like there's enough people that have publicly asked for this that they'll do it because I feel like there's really no incentive to keep it at four, and there's a huge incentive financially and ratings and everything wise to keep it or to put it in 12 teams uh, and I, I like it a lot I mean it'll it'll solve to an extent the problem of every year it being the same two teams or the same th- four teams really I mean three four because uh, it was Alabama Clemson for so long Alabama's going to get in a lot of the time. LSU was in for a year, and that was a fun year in football because it wasn't Alabama. I mean, LSU has a storied program, but they're not always there. I mean, look at look at how they did one year later. They were in zero conversations to even be in the top 25. So, I mean, it'll it'll solve that problem to an extent. Not fully, because I, I don't know if that problem will ever fully be solved. But you look at March Madness, and there's a new championship every year because there's so many teams. And it's it's much different for Alabama or Clemson to win two games, which will get you a national championship in, once you're in the playoffs, than to win, I guess, how many will it be? 12, 6. How will that work? I guess there will be like. I think there would be buys for like the one, yeah. two, three, and four seeds, maybe. All right. Well, that would still be three games. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. games as opposed to two, and it'll be most likely versus a team that they don't play very often. So it'll solve that problem to an extent. It's more football, which is always great, and I've I've said this for a while to do this because then they can put the first round as the New Year Six. Which would make sense, and that's probably what they would do here. So, uh, it might not happen next year. It might not even happen the next year. But if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, then we just go back to living in the fourteen playoff. So, I honestly think that's kind of a win-win. Um, I think that's all we pretty much had. Uh, we talked Julio, Aaron Rodgers, college baseball, NBA. Uh, baseball, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So enjoy the Orioles Mets game tonight. I appreciate that. I enjoyed this episode as well. Yeah, um, I hope everybody else enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check us out 
on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at GoalLineGab. And check out our website in the bio of this podcast. We will see you later. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great Thursday if you're listening on Thursday. And especially if you're having a great Friday. Keep having a great Friday. We'll see you, everybody, next Wednesday uh, to talk more sports. Uh, That's GLG. Thanks for listening.